Hello, students. Welcome to the trial of Axon Punk. As you just heard in yesterday's interview, this game is now live on Kickstarter, and I am thrilled to be sitting down and playing this game. I will be playing tonight, not running. We have a special guest for that. Playing tonight with me are two voices you know and love. First and foremost, Scott Brown. Howdy, all you kids out there in Radio Land. And the man whose face I miss more and more, Matt Parody. Hey, he makes me blush almost every single time. And I don't blush, people. And our guest GM, the voice you heard yesterday, the brains behind this fantastic game, Colin Kyle. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. So glad to be here. Thank you so much for jumping into our virtual game loft tonight to run this game for us. Uh, with everything out of the way, all the dues being made, let's get rolling. Colin, take it away. Awesome. Oh, man, I'm so glad to be here, finally be on there. Huge fans of the show. As Caleb said, Kickstarter is running from February 15th to March 17th. So we are doing this hip-hop-inspired cyberpunk, think Cowboy Bebop meets underground hip-hop. And in our game, we have five character classes that you guys get to experience. We're going to be playing three of them tonight. Uh, just to roll through them real quick, we've got our cyberized character, which Matt will be playing. They are your build-a-body-cyborg person. Caleb is going to be playing our street merc. They know people. They're your kind of bounty hunters. Think Spike and Faye. Scott is going to be playing our AI, which is an artificial intelligence scanned human mind. And then in addition to those characters, which we will not see today, but we have an engineer and they build things. They're real fun. They blow things up a lot. And then we have a hacker, which is the classic cyberpunk hacker. And so those are our fun classes that you will see in our game later. So we are then going to move into the specific community that you guys are going to be playing in tonight, which is in a cyberpunk 2085 Atlanta. You, there is the urban sprawl. It's kind of like Judge Dredd, like the recent Dredd movie where you've got these big skyscraper buildings and things like that. There are these walled off islands of corporate zone. I'm going to tell you about one of them first off, just to give you an, a, a better idea of how things kind of work around here. And so it is called the Ark, which is short for arcology, which is a fusion of words, architecture and ecology. And so that is kind of a classic cyberpunk idea, but it's the idea of like an urban farm, a closed energy system. We recycle things, make local food and energy production in the city. And so we've taken this idea and we've continued to build on it. And so this one is an especially large one, big enough to really stand out in the city. It has a small liquid thorium nuclear reactor that is buried underneath the building. This one's small, and it's hard to weaponize, and it's fairly safe. The Ark uses it for food production. It's got all this hydroponic stuff, recycles trash, does water filtering, biofiltering, stuff like that, and it produces energy for the surrounding civilian zone and the adjacent corporate sector. And so they basically have the reactor out in the CZ, where it's close enough where you can hook up power cables to it, but far enough away that the blast radius will be minimal. If it blows up, no one important will. That's the idea. Thank you for explaining what an arcology is. But, you know, living with that probability, it's a pretty good place to live close to, all things considered. Yeah, and so that's one of the main features in the neighborhood. That's where you get your electricity and most of your food. Um, a lot of, like, shrimp and catfish and things like that that can be grown hydroponically. And so you three are three kind of cyberpunk badasses, anime-style cyberpunk badasses. Scott, I mentioned you are going to be playing... Corporal underscore kittens. Yes, Corporal Kittens. She's a favorite of mine. So these brain scans, if you've read Neuromancer, it's like the Dixie flatline from that. But if you haven't, don't worry. It is a scanned human brain. If someone is just sitting in a chair and you scan their brain, you're going to get some idea, you get an image of their personality. But if you really want to replicate their behaviors, you need to record them while they're doing stuff. And so, for example, if you want to make a sandwich-making robot, you hook a sandwich-maker up to it, and you have them make everything on the menu a couple of times. Take that data, loop it, add a little stochasticity, take that program and put it into a robot, and you can make sandwiches all day. And so it's quick and dirty AI, basically. 
with all of these people that are around, we've got a lot of people to use for resources. And so there's a lot of people being hooked up to computers, scanning brains, making recordings, putting out new ones, erasing old ones. But depending on like what the person was thinking about, while they are being recorded, a lot of other things could be picked up. This is a fancy like neural net, basically, where you get the output, but you don't exactly know what's going on behind the curtain. And so that is one of the resources that the corporations used to take over was basically kind of this weird digital kind of slavery. If you scan someone's brain for about 24 hours, that's about a complex enough program to pass the Turing test. They can pass as human. Corporal Kittens has 72 hours of brain time, so you're pretty complex. You've got a lot of depth to you. You've got a corporate background. You were made by a corporation. You were enslaved for a couple of years, and then you escaped. And now we're free on the net to do whatever you want. And so you currently hang out by the Ark as a power source. You're friendly with the neighborhood. You do jobs around the area. There's a lot of good decks there. They, there's really, yeah, there's there's room to spread out. There's there not a lot of consciousnesses there. You, you, you can really uh, manipulate some low security systems and, and feel yourself around. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a big part of our world. And then, Matt, you're going to be playing our Cyberized. Um, his name is uh, Diesel Reg. Oh, Diesel Regs. That's what they call me. So he was a former soldier. He was like just a kid and it's hard to stand out. And so he agreed to to basically trade in some of his time and some of his body parts to get like an education and to get a job. After he finished his 10 year term, they wiped his cyber brain though. And he doesn't remember anything from what he learned. And so he doesn't really know what military he worked for or what exactly he did. It might have been a corporate military, but he doesn't remember. He's kind of confused and conflicted about what he might have done in his past. But he has a bunch yeah. of sweet cyberware and is kind of a general badass. He's he's kind of conflicted between trying to figure out kind of what he did and moving on with his life. What I'm kind of seeing in my head, and you can totally correct me because I'm probably wrong, is of some combination of Cyborg from Flashpoint and Robocop. Like if those two came together and had like a <laughs> yeah. baby that didn't have a giant like railgun as an arm, like that's who I'm seeing in my head. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's real good. You hang out at the Church of Tupac, which we will talk about here in a little bit. Oh, perfect. Tupac forever. But that's part of dealing with the traumatic experience of fighting in the war and, and you were in Cyber War II, but you don't remember any of this. And so you do a lot of the meditation that, that is associated with the Church of Tupac, where you listen to music, you sit and you meditate. It's a whole thing to deal with bad things happening to you. It's kind of like, like what the Hulk does in the Age of uh, Ultron. We sit down and listen to the music and just relaxing. Gotcha. That's the secret. That's the secret. He's always angry. <laughs> it's my secret. I always have bullets. <laughs> yep. So this is a very improv-focused game. It's a lot of just make it up, say what you're going to do, and we'll do it. And so cyborgs, they do weird things with their body. So if you want to do something real weird with your body, do it. Okay. Great. Even if it's not on your character sheet. Okay. Similar similar thing with the AI for you, Scott. They're binary beings. They they don't have bodies. They do weird things that push the bounds of the digital reality. Yeah. I, I, uh, I enjoy this character because I don't have to do a silly voice for it. Because there's there's no structured voice for a for a character that that fundamentally speaks in in uh, binary and, and hexadecimal and and oh. uh, x eighty six assembly language instruction codes right. <laughs> so uh, what do you mean funny voice, Scott? What do you what do you what does that mean? Nothing at all, Corporal German pants. <laughs> Please continue, Diesel. Do you feel an overabundance of control? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, Caleb, you are playing our Street Merc, which is the in-your-face, badass, bounty hunter-type person. They are urban trackers. They do a bunch of cool things. Her name is Judy Fallout, and she is a biker punk. She is a migrant from Botswana originally. So she's got knives, knives, everywhere knives, and a cyber eye. And so the three of you have worked together in the past, and you have done kind of jobs in the neighborhood there are these teams of cyberpunk badasses that hang out in bars waiting for people to come by and employ them or receive a fortuitous email or something like that, which is how the future works. The three of you are hanging out at one of your local favorite bars in the neighborhood, and it is called Throne. It is a biker metal bar. So you are sitting in, off at some table. The two of you and Scott, you are an AI. So you can project yourself 
you have a little hollow projecting drone that you could use to manifest a little Princess Leia-like hologram of yourself. Or Diesel has a cyber brain that with his permission or without it, if you want, you can jump into his brain and hang out. Uh, yeah, I, I think Corporal Kittens' uh, preferred modality is, is multimodal, really. Uh, she's not going to demean herself by needing to, to spin up the neural network components that simulate language, because that seems so tedious, right? So she will just uh, IM and text uh, these guys, right, while, while processing back uh, verbal sp- speech into text. Uh, she will uh, use her, her drone or uh, any of the bar's uh, built-in 3D projectors, if, if those seem more convenient, to project a, a very small uh, cat with, with uh, chevrons on its uh, shoulder blades, indicating that it is, in fact, a corporal. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the, 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 the tiny bee-like drone that buzzes around is, uh, it's, it's uh, wetware is really not, its hardware is not sufficiently complex to support all of Corporal Kitten's consciousness, and so uh, she's in the uncomfortable position of having to split forks of her consciousness off some kind of managing the conversation but others external to the bar communicating at an unbelievable time lag of like 1400 milliseconds uh to to update what's what's going on and and force new directives into the conversation so sometimes she'll she'll start to laugh at something and then decide she's offended <laughs> and then stop like two seconds in right <laughs> it's uh but but the conversation goes on excellent so we are sitting at one of the back tables judy is in one of the high-backed chairs that is a mismatch of different styles of furniture that has been welded and cobbled together. Uh, she definitely is picked the seat farthest from the door with the most solid awesome. walls behind her. She's leaning back. She's got one boot up on the table. And she is very absent-mindedly doing the knife trick with one of her switchblades on the table itself. So this is very clearly a nervous tick. It is something she just does out of habit. She is surveying the room, and as she is going, she is just tapping that knife back and forth between all her fingers. I I think at some point, Corporal Kitten's drone attempts to interfere yeah, the agitation, right? There's some neural process reading emotions off of these people, right? And and some of it's bleeding off into my network, and I, and I get a little tired of it, right? And and so so you you can tell that your stress is being picked up by the the cat hologram because the tail swishes angrily, more and more angrily, <laughs> and then uh, finally at some point I just uh, sort of uh, I am you, you know, the wall behind you is a soft wall with very little plumbing and support between you and the outside. I drop the knife and just smack the drone off the table. Excellent. The drone uh, revs into high uh, high RPMs and buzzes angrily around you like a like a perturbed bee as as uh, a, a variously uh, small and bright or large and out of focus uh, cat trails behind it. Diesel Reg is uh, sitting in a repurposed um, fast food chair. You know those ones that are kind of like just come up halfway to the small back. It's all one piece of plastic that's just bolted in. He is not paying attention to anything. He is actually like slowly bopping like someone who wears beats because on his inner ear he is actually listening to some some fat beats currently. And uh he's completely aware of what's going on, but he does he knows he's not needed, so he's kind of just enjoying his respite and whatever sort of brewed malted beverage that they have at this uh, establishment i don't know if liquor or beer i don't know what what kind of thing the arcology produces but he's probably imbibing that as the old man in the group he's going to be taking care of the kids so he wants to get his buzz on quick so he can nurse that through the rest of the mission steadies the nerves that's right excellent uh reg is playing his own music because currently there is somebody on there's a group on stage right now throne is a metal bar that is uh, specifically caters to globe trekking metal bands from all over the world, and it is owned and run and, mo- and mostly frequented by the group of migrants from Botswana that Judy is a part of. Right now, it has a bunch of mostly like black women that are in charge of everything. In Botswana, there's this subculture of these women and men too, but it's primarily women that listen to heavy metal music and go out at night and get all dressed up and have like dis- different identities and go out and dance and have an awesome time and then go home and are like wives and mothers for the rest of the day. And in this case, with the anarchy and futuristic chaos, they can be those personalities all the time. 
And so now they can wear their leathers and their spikes. And so these women are hanging out. And that's why it's called Throne, because that's where you find the queens. And one of them, the lead one, who, Judy, you know, her name is Luda. She comes over to y'all's table, and she has a uh, a tray of drinks. Matt, as you were asking about it, she's bringing over what is the most common drink in this area, which is a beer made out of, like, fermented rice. Oh. Um, and a few other things, because they grow what is a genetically modified strain of rice, which is called golden rice, if you've ever heard of that. It's like it's already present now. It's this it's very contentious. Which it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's awesome. And uh but it's basically rice with a bunch of more like beta carotene. It's in it. rice that cures blindness. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it saves people's lives. So, you know. And so anyways, so they grow a bunch of that and so they turn it into alcohol. And so there is they call it like owl beer. Golden ale. Right from the golden rice. Scott's so on mm. it. I was going to say golden showers, but that would have been weird. So you're right. Golden ale is better. This is a huge party. This is a huge party with the golden shower golden, current. For current. everyone, golden showers. <laughs> We're going to get some golden showers up in here. The things come down. <laughs> the beer's just soaking everyone. Everyone's like, ah. Yeah. Diesel Rick is like this. <laughs> oh. That's right. Um, and so she comes over and um, she has kind of like a gracie jones look to her very tall kind of sharp and angular she has a flat top which is kind of not flat on the top but an angled flat top if you know what i mean uh with a fade on the side she's got a round of drinks that you guys didn't order and she comes over and puts them on the table for you too because there's only two people actually at the table the cat looks offended <laughs> like any cat would she ignores you and uh well actually no she acknowledges you she she knows you're a member of the community and she appreciates Cor the corporal kittens is the, the, the cat insists on dipping its uh holographic paw into the drink and then licking it <laughs> off and then dipping the paw in and licking it off <laughs> good so she says this one's on the house turns out there's gonna be some work coming in for you guys soon what sort of work i scroll a marquee across the cat <laughs> she says oh well um some bad news but i don't know too much about it I think that a local personality will be coming through to tell you more in a moment. Um, and so she walks away from the table unless you stop her. As she heads back behind the bar, the door opens. I see another, another woman walk in who is a contrast in many ways. While Luda was uh, leathers and spikes, this woman is gloss and elegance, smooth curves. She walks in clicking and jingling. She has a lot of jewelry on, and she is wearing what looks to be like a tuxedo, if it was made in part by some avant-garde asymmetrical artist. Her hair is up in braids up on the top of her head, kind of piled up real high. And um, you all know her immediately, as um, her name is Cindy Mayweather. Nope. Cindy Fairweather. Because she is a reference to Cindy Mayweather, Janelle Monae's character. Because I am stealing people's ideas. Shh. Borrowing. <laughs> borrowing. Love it. It's, it's, a, it's a reference. Bo borrowing, right? It's appreciating um, somebody who inspired <laughs> my game and really, um, really was an influence to me. And so I really do love Janelle Monae. And so we have a, a loving reference to her in this with Cindy Fairweather. And so she walks in, looks around in this kind of divey bar with the uh, strobe lights and some long-haired, skinny metal band on stage, currently with their guitars and basses around their ankles, just knees and elbows playing. She sees you two and locks eyes and walks over. Uh, the three of you, excuse me, Corporal, right? Because you're there. The cat uh, looks perturbed, but uh, starts sharpening its claws into, <laughs> into things, swishing its tail. It's to be so disregarded as a corporeal being, despite the fact that I'm generally incorporeal. As I watch this out-of-place personality walk towards us in the bar, I'll acknowledge her look at us and immediately start mm -hmm. looking through the crowd for anyone who might be accompanying her undercover or not bodyguards or any sort of backup crew that she might be bringing with her excellent question this is where we get to try out a role this is gonna be great damn i was gonna rp that 
<laughs> do you want to do you want to RP that? No, it's fine. Go no, I'd rather I'd rather us play the game. Let's go ahead. <laughs> cool. Yeah, absolutely. Besides, we, we're 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 working in flux or in flow or in in um, rhythm pair, in sequence mm-hmm. in, in rhythm. Series. What was the term? In rhythm. Rhythm. We're totes working in rhythm on this. Sure. We're all like totally in on it, so yeah. we get to learn those rules. Yeah, we're doing it all. And so the way this works is, it is you have five different stats, and you basically pick which stat you want to use in this situation. Caleb, so you're kind of looking around for things that stand out. You're looking for different things. Um, that sounds to me like a freestyle check. After you pick your stat, you then can apply relevant training. We have a list of training skills, like like notice. Which is a freestyle skill. Exactly. And so we have, on the character sheet, we have examples of what the stat each training category is commonly associated with, but it is not required. And exclusive. So you can play around with it. Get creative. If, if I wanted to do parkour, I could do like a martial arts check with flow instead of impact to, to really get across the urban Exactly. And then you justify it and, it, and we would draw out the role play. And it would be much more flavorful because you'd be thinking about it and being like, no, I'm doing it different. I'm jumping around. I'm doing this thing. So play with that and, and, and put the pieces together. Um, you're going to be playing to your strengths. You guys are cyberpunk badasses. You're going to be making high rolls, lots of bonuses. So in this case, and if you guys all want to look around, if we're going to work in rhythm together, then Caleb is our point person. He is going to be using his freestyle and his notice. And so just to tell you, your freestyle is 12, and you have one rank in notice. And so you're going to be adding plus 10, 10 points per rank, up to 3. And so your total bonus will be a 22. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. And so then everyone is going to roll your own D100s, 2D10s. And then some of you are trained in rhythm. Everybody but Judy has one rank in rhythm. And so Scott and Matt, add a ten a plus ten bonus to the die roll that you're gonna make. Forty-eight plus ten is fifty-eight. Great. Darn, right off the bat. Um if I get a double zero on a nine, that's a nine, right? Yep. Okay, cool. So a nine plus a ten is a nineteen. Correct. Good mathing. Good mathing. And Judy, even without her rhythm, is sitting at an eighty-nine, suckers. Awesome. You have no idea the refrain that just came on in his his inner earpiece right now. He is just melting inside his robot heart. So don't even worry about it. He'll be there when he needs to be. <gasps> awesome. Yeah, Judy, you don't need help. you don't need their help. And so you would then add your bonus 22 of that and so you'd get 111. So you are on it. And so you see that there is a man sitting on the opposite side of the room who's been here for a while, hanging out. You have been to Cindy's bar before, which is in the neighborhood, and you notice that this is one of the men who works there. It is, in fact, her kind of partner, or one of her partners, and he is called Mr. Green. He's got, like, a white sleeveless shirt on and is hanging out, kind of eyeing the joint and watching her back. He's trying to look be low-key, but he's he's a big dude, he stands out, and also he, like, works the bar 80% of the time. So, people know he's there. He's kind of aware that people know he's there. It's kind of the point, as well. So I guess I didn't need to make you roll, but now you guys know how it works, and that's how we do everything in this game, is if it's gonna be hard, I'll ask you to make a dice check. Then you pick your stat, you pick your training, maybe you collaborate, and then you roll. And does the collaboration just, like, add 10 per successful collaboration, or how does that work? Oh, it is, um, we use whatever die roll is the highest. Ah, fantastic. So Judy rolled an 89 herself. We were helping, but Judy was all over it. She was all over it. I'm, like, texting her about some some background reports I've dug up on the net about the, the, the people out front, and she's like, no, it's, it's this yeah, dude it's, here, it's, right it's here. the big guy, yeah. It's right here. <laughs> so as Judy is scoping the bar and Cindy is approaching... Mm-hmm. I will kick my chair so I'm back on the floor because I was kicked back earlier sitting on the back two legs. So I'll let the chair fall mm. forward. Good. Take my boot off the table. I will kick the opposing chair out, effectively pulling the chair out for Cindy but doing it without getting up. Mm-hmm. I'll wait a beat as she walks up to the chair. I'll then kick the other chair out 
and just very poignantly look over at Mr. Green. Not say anything. Long beat. And then look back at Cindy with a, a cocked eyebrow and a gesture to indicate that I'm waiting. Excellent. When you kick out the chairs, she pauses and arches an eyebrow. Still looking at you, not looking back at Mr. Green. Um, she just nods. And then he uh, gets up and comes over and joins uh, standing next to her and then approaches the table with her as well. As they come over, I'll wait for them to sit down. Obviously, the bar is loud. Mm -hmm. As the music is playing, I will wait for a slight lull in the music. Lean forward towards both of them. I'm told there's a job tonight. Indeed. Unfortunately... I have been forced to come out and request some help. Is this the type of help that incurs a favor or the type of help that incurs a paycheck? Well, I'll certainly be paying you. Unfortunately, that's the most I can do at the moment. You see, unfortunately, last night we had a bit of an accident back at the club. We were having one of our usual parties, and as you know, my establishment is located in, is in an old paint factory, and the guests are certainly always free to uh, pull out as much paint as they want and paint on the walls. I just love the constant changing of the art and the setting, and it's just, I, I really can't stand things to stagnate. And so, we were pulling out a fresh batch of paint. Well, I thought it was fresh. And unfortunately, everyone there with their uh, human lungs still intact has unfortunately taken severely ill. And unfortunately, a number of the members were members of our local church of Tupac. Record scratch in his head. Then she looks over at Luda at the bar and she says, unfortunately, Judy, some of your sisters as well were, have taken ill. Since this happened, I have been scraping together resources to make a mens for this and get everyone back in their groovy shape. And so working with Father Anthony of the church, we've put together a little plan, but we need a group of people to make it happen. People like you. The three of you, which are reliable and have served us well. Unfortunately, I can't supply much in terms of supplies other than the promise of finances. But if you go and speak with Father Anthony at the church, he has a list of exactly what to do and what you will need to go and fetch for us. But basically, you will be pulling a job, and from what I know, it will be a highway job, which you're capable of. You all have skills behind the wheel, especially you, looking at the cat. You'll be most helpful. The cat purrs at the attention, <laughs> stretches out. I said, well, you have put on wonderful shows at, at the club. We are, you're always welcome, Corporal. The scrolling marquee does appear, and it, it says, I, I, I'm interested to know the, the impact of our work. Mm. The, the wider social impact, or the wider uh, corporate, the corporate impact of our work. Ah, uh, yes. Well, from what I know... There is a, uh, a shipment of medical supplies that has been transported, and you'll have to ask them. They dug up the details. You know, I'm much more about the physical world, but they'll tell you. But in terms of corporate impact, I certainly couldn't care less. Mostly, I want to make sure that uh, no harm comes back to the to the community. Enough enough bad things have already happened, but they tell me that there's enough medical supplies on this shipment to keep us stocked for months. The cat jumps up off of the, the table, and since it's a hologram, it can weightlessly uh, land on her shoulder, and it sort of curls up and starts to take a nap. Cute. She tries to scratch you, or like mimics scratching you in a cute way. Perfect. However, the gyro stabilizer on the little uh, buzzer is having a really hard time keeping up with the gentle motions of her natural body movement of her upper torso to try and keep that cat in one That's place. Right. So, the noise is a little annoying for everyone who has to hear with, say, normal ears. Awesome. Given the context that this is for family, this is something we will, of course, devote ourselves to immediately. I believe Father Anthony is available at the church now. Yes, he's been tending to the sick all night. Then let's get to work. If you please, we shall be on our way. And I will stand up, make a nod at Diesel. Mm -hmm. We will start to walk away through the crowd. Corporal's drone is struggling to catch up with us through the crowd. So I will just reach out and grab it. Yeah, because you are fast enough to absolutely Actually, do I, that. I just reach back and grab it with a finger like I hook it through a strut. And just pull it through the air after me, through the crowd. And then when we get back yeah. outside, I'll just flick it up into the air so it can 
and hover and, and realign itself. It uh, wobbles for a moment, uh, but in that moment, it's it's wobbling and the whining of its rotors is is really overtaken by the uh, the roaring engine of of a a mid twenty first century general dynamic self driving war machine that that navigates itself up uh, and stops at, at least about. Oh, 45 centimeters uh, from both of your faces, and then the door is unlatched and slides slowly backward. And the tiny disco light inside comes up. When Diesel Reg gets out of the bar, you you may notice that he is kind of twice as wide as he was when he was in the bar. And it's kind of like he kind of stretched out and relaxed and his chest widened and, and maybe there's a couple more pieces of plating that you hadn't seen before. Oh, this yeah. mission awesome. to the church is going to be perfect. So we will climb into the car. There, there's a few seats in there, but we each have our own that we tend to sit in. Of course, the drone would probably settle into a little harness in the quote-unquote driver's seat. Oh, well, it, it actually it has an external uh, latch so that it can leave without uh, voiding the atmosphere to the external environment, right? So. Perfect, perfect. So, like, the top of the van, there's in, in the nest of antenna arrays. Exactly. There's a little saddle that it can and sit into. 100%. Cool. The driver's seat, then, is made up of a block of software and hardware uh, with various cords and cables running off of it, connecting to various parts within the van. There are lots of slots. They're blinking lights. Blinking lights, yep. Lots of slots for software if we have to load in something else or uh, connect one of our decks to it. You got to hot load some flash ROMs. There is a, oh, yeah. a captain's chair on a swivel in the shotgun seat, and that is Judy's chair, so she will settle in. This is where she has her various weaponry uh, yeah. slung under the seat. So as they are driving over, as the corporal takes over, she will reach down, uh, grab one of her rifles and start to check the magazine, check the barrel, give it a quick once over as they are moving through the city. So good. Diesel Reg is sitting mid cabin. He just kind of sidles into the uh, into the vehicle, pops the squat right down, and two seatbelts shoot out from the sides and kind of hook into shoulder mounts. And he knows that the corporal will disengage four point harness. Yeah, exactly. Will disengage him if necessary, like in case of a crash or a ejection or something. So he's kind of just like super excited. He's going to church right now. Like he. He's a kid in a candy store. Father Anthony's super cool. He's, he's the dog being taken on a car ride. He knows yeah. he's going to the park. Just yeah, but 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 it's deadpan. Excellent. Deadpan, you know. Oh, well, all right. So I assume it's a it's a, <laughs> a short ride through the the broken and dilapidated highway system from the last century before we arrive at the church. It is. Do you turn on the lights in the back so we can cut people in half if we cut them off? <laughs> I had to get Tron awesome. in there somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. You got to get it's just tracers, <laughs> tracers everywhere. <laughs> so you pull over, and this is a old building. This is even older than the Ark. It's one of the oldest buildings in the area. It even has wood. It has some wood left in the building. It's heavily oiled and old. It is a converted old church from the 2030s. You can see that there are people hanging out. It is a very crowded place, especially now that. Some of the space on the inside has been converted to take care of these sick people. There's especially a large number of people hanging out out front. There are people listening to music, kind of hanging out, talking, and doing other various things. So if you get out and go inside the church, the doors are well-oiled with much care and love. You can see that this large building has been converted into part church, part recording studio. And so a lot of the extra... Wings and rooms have been covered up with foam and things like that and filled with recording equipment. As you walk in, you can hear and feel the rhythm and the bass coming out from different locations and at different volumes and at different speeds. The place is positively alive with music and faith and people. And you see that there are people along the walls sitting on little pillows or folded up even piles of rags whatever they can get their hands on. They're sitting in uh, meditative positions. They are either jacked in or they have headphones if they don't have a jack. They are listening to music. 
and Diesel as you go by. You can't even hear what they're listening to, but you can see them mouthing the words, and you know exactly which songs they are listening to. Um, a lot of times they're listening to these old songs from 70, 80 years ago, but that's what church hymns are, pretty much. And so in this future, people, these people are listening to Tupac and to Erica Badu and to Lauren Hill and people like that who are extremely inspirational and help you get through really hard times. And so these people who have been through just crazy cyber wars and uh, corporate exploitations, at the end of the day, sometimes you, all you have left is your friends on the CD. And so you see people getting through their hard times by um, by listening to this music and meditating and have this to bring everyone together. Matt, you, this was one of the places that helped you unquestionably when you came and you didn't know who you are or what you've been doing for the last 10 years. Would there be any um, Tech 9 in this repertoire of uh, church music? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Because Tech 9's been going through my head like a lot since starting to play this, so that's why I'm trying to oh, yeah. cool. Well, it's it's because that integral cassette tape that you just have on loop. That's that's why, really. <laughs> yeah, Tupac is one of the lead prophets, kind of, of one course. of the lead Buddhas. But there are many, many others, and you find different books from the writings of so and so, etc. Very cool. Can I find the lost prophet Lubega? Yes. Bop 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 bada bada. Well, number five. Oh, no. That's basically the Song of Solomon of the right. Church of Tupac. Yeah, that's that's right. uh, that, that's old, man. That's, <laughs> See, I, I thought you were going to go with an Eminem reference. That's where I thought that was going. But Lou Bega, perfect. No. Hey, I can pull it out once Ooh, in a while. Phrasing. Hey, oh. As we enter the church, uh, Judy's going to pause for a second, actually in respect of the environment. And the situation she's in, as hard as she is, she recognizes the importance of the church and wants to show some honor to the people that are there worshiping and meditating. Of course, she knows that if her sisters are part of the affected, she needs to get to work as quickly as possible. So she will cut through the crowd, being careful to avoid where people are sitting. She'll walk to the sides and head towards where she knows Father Anthony's office is. Indeed, it is easy to find. They've cleared out one of the side rooms, and they have set up a lot of cots. And you can see that there's about 30 or so people that are that have been laid out. Father Anthony, he's got, it's kind of a dark suit, kind of fused with like a priest robes, and so it's kind of like a long overcoat style thing, um, or like long suit jacket kind of thing. High collar, almost all black or dark gray. And he is currently off to the side, maybe like washing his hands. Um, and he sees you, Judy, and the rest of you walk in. And he kind of sighs a sigh of relief when he sees you. And he says, excellent. I'm glad you finally came. I see Cindy has gotten a hold of you. Yes, she just met us and told us what was going on. We are here to obtain what is needed for the cure or to the treatment, what whatever you, your team requires here. So is there a list we can work from? Is there a, a payload that we can obtain? Yes, yes. One of the children of the church who is particularly skillful with the net has done some research for us and has identified the medicinal compound, a chemical that will treat the overdose of toxic fumes that these people, gestures, have ingested. You can see that there's a mix of people. There's there's members from all three of the main joints in the community. So yes, he says, you know, we found, and there is in fact a shipment of it along with other medical supplies that is being delivered tomorrow night. And so the three of you, if you could be so kind to relieve them of their cargo and bring it back here with the discretion to please not leave a trail and have the corporations come and ruin our day is this information on a data pad that he has to hand to us or does he have a little slot of hardware uh, containing the the information yeah he'll hand you a little like a little chip a little thing that you could uh just jack in and plug into that will give you the details so it has a little inventory list of what the caravan has in it he has highlighted the specific couple of compounds that he cares about the most 
but this is a, a shipment of medical supplies. So really, the more you bring back, the better is kind of their feeling as long as, again, the corporation doesn't show up and blow up the church. When he hands me the little memory stick, I will accept mm -hmm. it from him and hold it up in the air for mm -hmm. Corporal's drone to come take from me. The drone connects uh, with the stick, and at the same time, the uh, cat pantomimes uh, eating a, a packet uh, as, as, as a spider, right? And, and it consumes it and, and then uh, sort of uh, fuzzes and digests it for a moment, and uh, then begins uh, doing that gross thing that every cat owner has ever known. And then uh, it, it pantomimes vomiting, and, and words come out, and they scroll across, and, and they say, uh, this, this packet's rather weak on descriptions of the defensive uh, operations of the corporate uh, convoy. So I'll look back at the corporal. Well, I think we can do a little bit of recon on our own. Uh, perhaps we should do that outside of this holy area, though. Indeed. But we did not dig too deep into the net. We basically got a confirmation of what the cargo would be carrying and when it would be happening. And we trusted to your light paw steps to perhaps leave less of a trail than we could ourselves. But from what we know, the information should be good. And if you would do some further research, we would be appreciated, but we don't have the facilities to do that here. So I will look over at Diesel and the drone and nod at them. I'll meet you guys in the van, if you could just give me a second. The uh, the, the drone politely buzzes out. And I will go through the rows of the ill until I find my sisters. They are there in a group. I'm picturing the classic impromptu sick bay area with everyone in these little cots that are very low to the ground oh yeah some haphazard well-used cobbled together medical equipment and iv bags mm -hmm. slung together so i will head over to my my relatives here i have a rudimentary knowledge in first aid so i will look mm -hmm. over their iv bags any charts or notes that might be there that the priests and other workers have made I do not want to bother them or interrupt any sleep that they may be able to get, but I definitely mm -hmm. want to uh, sit down in the midst of them for a moment and just try to center myself and focus on what the core of this mission is. And given Judy's past, I think it's safe to say that as I am sitting there, with my eyes closed, I, I take a deep breath, I start to meditate a little bit, and I actually start to have these flashes of strange, shadowy figures around me. I'm actually seeing myself kind of third person. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I feel this is a memory, but I'm not in the memory. These figures are much larger than me. They're looming over me. I know that I have some sort of responsibility to them in the form of a contract, but I can't remember what it is. And, and I, I know that this is a contract I should not have taken, but had to. And as I am focusing on this problem that I know is in my past, I snap back to reality as one of my sisters is actually coughing and I'm back in the moment. I realize I can't dwell on what's happening. I, I reach up and get a little bit of water, uh, wet it on a cloth, and, and put it to her mouth, pat her forehead, take a deep breath, and head outside. That was a wonderful example. Just like the locations, each character has their own trouble. There's no clean people here. Everyone has trouble that they've picked up some way or another. And so his character, Judy, has these weird, strange hallucinations and tracers from her past or from her future that she doesn't really understand. Um, and so if you engage your trouble or your background, you would get an experience bonus at the end of the session. So outside of the church, Corporal and Diesel are waiting. Judy comes out. So I was in there for about five minutes after I sent you guys outside. And I come out, we've worked together, you know me, you know that I'm very focused on the task at hand, but you can see that there is a little more of a serious edge to my look. This is not the paycheck that's driving me here. So I will look over at Diesel, look over at Corporal, 
do we need to head off somewhere to do some research? Can we do that while we're moving? What's the best plan of attack here, boys? Uh, you you get a scrolling marquee that says that uh, everywhere in the net is close to everything else in the net. We can research here as well as anywhere. I was actually going to say that maybe um, Corporal Kittens had already started doing preliminary research because she can be everywhere and anywhere all at once. There are some background queries that are always yeah. fired off, yeah. right? By by excess. If I have a question noodling around in the back widgets. of my mind, there's there's just a yeah. query that Wid- goes out, widgets, right? right? That's what they're called, or or doodads. <laughs> all right, yeah, definitely Doubles. wonderful. Widgets and doodads, nice, outstanding. That's solid. Let's get going. I know a little place. Over on the east side, uh, some of the corporate drivers tend to stop there for a drink or two. I know some of the girls. I know one of the tenders. We might be able to pick up a little bit of info. Uh, Let's get in the car. I'll make a couple calls on the way. And my intent here is to use the Street Mercs improvisational skill, Street Connections, to actually pull some contacts of maybe some working girls, maybe a server or a bartender to supplement Corporal's concrete data with some knowledge about the drivers themselves, the the people that will be in this transport vehicle to know who they are, any ticks, traits, or exploits I can make use of when we hit them. Cool. So Scott, we will do that research for you. Matt, do you uh, think about maybe what you want to do to prep? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be working on that while you uh, go through Scott's research, I guess. Awesome. Because you guys are going to be doing a running hit of a convoy on these mega highways of the future. And these are crazy giant highways that run through the city. And so they're like I-10 from Houston, Texas, which is the widest highway in the world with 26 lanes right now, present day. So in the future, they're like 30 lanes aside. And so it's this crazy giant highway, and it's designed to accommodate a wide range of speeds. And so you've got like biodiesel junkers and solar power cars, and then you've also got these Akira style electrical bikes and Tesla things that just like zip through all of this stuff. So you have crazy amount of lanes to accommodate all those different speeds. And then you also have all those lanes to accommodate any accidents that happen. The traffic just continues to flow. Um, and so they have, especially in the corporate sector, um, but even in the uh, civilian zones, they have automated drones for the highway that come out and will like block off a couple of lanes if there's an accident. Sometimes it works. <laughs> and so you guys will be doing high speed, badass, fast and the furious, Akira style combat and extraction in the near future. So research is with Corporal Kittens. You have some options. The net is a big place. What you see is this kind of augmented reality experience. It's like basically Google Street View for you. And you have an avatar that you kind of see the eyes out of and you can fly around. There's no gravity. Basically using global surveillance data, they have built this 3D abstract rendering of all of the urban areas on the planet. It's the surface. Yeah, that's what they call it. It's just the surface of the earth. And so you can fly around. They have layered this so that a an establishment's website will be at the same digital lo- location as it is in a physical geographic location. When you are doing hacking, the place will then have its own firewall or ICE, Intrusion Countermeasures Electronics, these walls that surround the place. Part of your day job is breaking through ICE. And so one of the fun things about working with a cyborg or other cyberized people is that you can then jump into their brain and then it walk you into the place and then plug you in and then boom, you're through their ICE. And so if you want to go through the physical world or through the digital world, you've got myriad of options. Hmm. Uh, but that way, you're in this kind of spirit world, kind of digital world, layered over the physical world. So you're always kind of in the area with them. And so you're always part of the team. Even though you're in the net and doing other weird stuff, you're still all in constant communication. And it's important to think about what you're jumping into and what you're jumping out of. Yeah, sure. 
So I, I think uh, Corporal Kittens, um, for, for an, an initial probe and background check, she's not going to risk too much, right? Certainly not exposing our plan or our agenda. She's going to mostly rely mm-hmm. on existing exploits that she already has. Uh, I mean, why punch a hole through ice when you have some corporate-level middling exec who still has to sleep out in the CV zone with the rest of us slobs, right? Who has terrible password control and writes out on a post-it note that's in clear view of a high-res camera that happens to be flown by a very silent surveillance drone. So, uh, and, right. and also has, has an addiction to uh, some sort of electronic horror or other. And uh, so, yep. so, so there, there's a high degree of, of traffic uh, going in and out of this corporate executive's personal deck at any given time. And it's pretty easy to bury within Absolutely. that smut, you know, that, that encoded mm-hmm. tunnel for smut, really. It's, it's pretty easy to bury uh, simple requests back and forth. And so um, Corporal Kittens mocks up some simple mock requests. And uh, it's suspicious to only query one convoy. And so she, she makes some really trivial requests to all convoys uh, on this side of the hemisphere, we'll say, that, that, that we'll get daylight hours during the period of our of our armed robbery right and uh un- under the guise of of mm-hmm. a uh a lost inventory item because everybody's done that then she'll uh query the the responses and they'll come back through encrypted smut and then uh ferry out through ice to her her waiting avatar who's who's watching his uh cyber form in his little uh shanty there do his horrible deeds perfect right waiting on the other side of the ice to let somebody else do the dirty work for you love it you start querying around and you find that they are trying their very best to keep this shipment off the books. And so you have the information that the church got for you. So they dug a little bit deeper than you're digging right now. And so they found this order for the shipment that says shipment of medical supplies, X, Y, and Z, this time, this date. Mm-hmm. And I found this this master list of a bunch of super boring shipments and can, at the speed of AI, correlate the fact that it's suspiciously missing or it's mentioned, but it's very nebulous or is it is otherwise uh, efforts have been taken to make it not appear on the list. Yes, exactly. Is the from or to locations suspicious or are, are the orderers, the, the purchasing agents, I'm going to pursue, uh, you know, uh, fire off a couple of, of small uh uh, sub-sentient query uh, agents to to uh, knock down a little bit of their trails and see if, if any of, of the, the people who've ordered it or sent it to or from are suspicious or fake or uh, obvious frauds or or have a bunch of Cyrillic mm-hmm. in their usernames, something, uh, you know, telltale. Yes, exactly. So, smart choice. And so, yes, to and from is suspicious. You do a little bit of research on that, which is totally accessible. And so it is currently being sent from inside of the corporate zone where they have kind of this big skyscraper full of megacorp where they do a little bit of everything the shipment is going to a little satellite lab that is out in the civilian zone which is weird because they have this other little satellite lab and you do a little bit of research about that and it is not owned by the corporation that is sending the supplies dig a little bit deeper and you found that big corporation has bought out a lab from another small corporation. And they're basically saying, change of ownership, new people are coming in, we're bringing in new supplies, and everything is starting fresh on Monday. Interesting. The reason why the to and from is kind of pinging, because these aren't super medical-focused labs that are doing the sending and the receiving. And so the local one is a place you probably heard about before. It's a lab, and so if we were playing along the campaign, I would hand you guys a new card that has the local location, and it is a local little corporate lab that you guys could then hit up later. It's a resource generator, but this one is is a cybernetics lab. They do some medical stuff, but they do a lot of stolen hardware. They do a lot of, like, illegal stuff. The medical stuff is disposing of the organs they've removed to replace with cybernetic implants. (laughs) Yeah, right. And possibly selling those organs on the black market. You, mm-hmm. Since you don't need this limb anyway, we, we have some buyers. Right. And those buyers are high-end restaurants in the arcology. Right. Maybe, nothing, maybe that's the perversion that's coming down this dude's encrypted pike. Exactly. Right? Organ legging is a whole new perverted mm-hmm. art. You have no idea. <laughs> mm. Nothing like being covered in limbs. This insight into Scott's psyche brought to you by the RPG Academy. Direct all inquiries to Michael at... TheRPGAcademy.com. <laughs> then now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, so you're digging around and you're finding there is some other layers of things here. 
But the deeper you go, you find that the shipment is legit. That all looks really above board. Yeah, the fact of the supplies is, is verifiable because they come from companies that really only provide what type of supplies. And it's clear their accounts were actually given this funding. And and and, and they were yep. not – they didn't have a similar order for an exact amount of money from some other military hardware supplier that, that maybe would have just like they just shipped it through or something. So it's it's pretty obvious they're actually getting medical supplies. The The question is why? What yes. possible purpose would this little teeny laboratory that was recently acquired by a large shifty corporation have for this type of medical supply? I go ahead and jack into my cybernetic friend here and do an intensive mental blast of conclusions. And, and you know, it might come up your visual cortex as like a whole pile of documents, right? Like Wikipedia looking things or newspaper articles. And then, then a bunch of binary motif behind it just because I thought it looked cool, not because that had anything to do with anything. And then there's there's just this, these big uh, block fixed width characters, three of them. Why? And then a blinking bright green cursor after them. You say buy? Why? Then you said buy. I'm like... Yes. Do you buy it? I don't. I'd buy that for a I'm dollar. I'm just like, is this the stock market? Why are you asking me if I'm buying? I don't get it. Okay. Uh, why? You're, you're right. That makes sense. See, I was confused because when you said a giant pile of documents, all I could think of was a certain political photo that was lampooned on SNL quite recently, and I was quite distracted. But they're all blank. I, yeah, I'm just thinking of I'm just thinking of like when you have malware and it's just all these things just pop up randomly and except instead of yes, it being nonsense, yes. it's actual files that now Diesel Reg has to siphon through and he's like, um, kittens, please, you must uh, slow down. These files are too much. I have an idea if this is all above board. So we're we're in the the shuttle, right? The um this customized mm -hmm. battle battle, the battle right? it is a battle van it's right battle that's van. what i'm thinking it is an early 21st century general dynamics warfare utility vehicle thank you right. but the the top of its sensors and machine guns and wi-fi sensors and doodads right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's all decked out get it it's all decked ah, out decked out get it there is also a small microwave slash convection oven slash rehydrator for uh making pizzas <laughs> and it you is labeled the in, basically, and then it piping yeah. what i want to know clearly is pizza hut pizza the singular out. bobblehead that's in the cockpit what is it it's a cat it's it's obviously the the hello kitty thing right little little arms hellowing <laughs> yeah. oh the lucky cat okay yeah good. yeah, lucky yeah the lucky cat, cat. Yes, yes pardon me cultural or Vision. it's Hello Kitty, but in a military outfit, Ooh, like quasi-military yeah, outfit yeah. with a little beret, and she's and she's holding a rifle over one shoulder, and and the base says Hello Corporal. There it is. I'm saying Hello Colonel, excuse but me. it's digital. It, it's digital, so it, it's a, oh, it's yeah, an yeah, LED readout, so she can yeah, exactly. uh, communicate mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. that. Right. So so back to me. Yep. All right. Yep. Can we? Thanks. Hey, you All started right. this tangent, hey, sir. Hey, you're, you're right. Well, I started the tangent, and now I'm ending Perfect. the tangent. Continue. <laughs> All right, so I'm jacked in. You know, I got the four-point seatbelt harness. So what I'm thinking about doing is I'm thinking about turning off some of my features in the legs and arms and kind of going all mental. Cool. And using the arrays up top to kind of get a visual sensor, like hook up to satellites and whatever. And I kind of want to get a bird's-eye view of what we're doing. And from a tactician point of view maybe figure out what the best course of action would be and i'm thinking maybe that this seeing it from a certain angle or a certain side street is gonna ring a bell in my head and i'm gonna have like a hazy memory of doing something similar from maybe the other side of the fence yeah. maybe defending a convoy right excellent well you look around and so they gave you the route that they are going to be traveling on so they're going from a to b and they're going to be leaving the corporate uh, corporate sector, and they're going into the civilian zone. And so you're like, oh, it's going to take about 45 minutes on the highway. They're carrying X amount of cargo. You do some calculations. You look at the route. You figure that they've probably got an armored van full of stuff, and they're going to have at least six guys on motorcycles supporting it. Sweet. It's not too weird, but it's noteworthy that they are choosing to take this public highway. Rather than the super surface, corporate-only, two-lane express system? Yes. 
which is also available. Or they could be taking a helicopter or something like that. Right, and that wouldn't fit with the inventory that I have, because I, I have an approximate weight and volume for the inventory, and it's not like it's so heavy or so large they need like an oversized load slow mover. And in fact, they have not rented or, or licensed a, uh, an oversized or slow moving vehicle for this purpose, right? Mm-hmm. They have not. It reminds you of someone hiding in plain sight, hoping to use the threat of civilian casualties as a buffer from what you see is they're going to try and get in in a big group of other people and hope no one will fuck with them at the risk of other people getting blown up too once i realize this i'll kind of uh i'll probably emote this out loud because that's probably his his regular form of saying things he'll be like, oh yes the buffer shield method i remember this well are the bikers going to be hired corporate stooges or are they going to be local guys Hired corporate stooges. They're, especially with this stuff, off the books as much as possible. In-house. Judy, especially since you're from this area, you might be able to track down some of those people. Some of them might live in the CZ, especially kind of expendable guards like this. Saving some people's lives, that's good, right? But fucking with the corporations, that's great. And more specifically, sowing chaos with the orderly uniform universe of the corporations, where uh, everything has a predictable source and destination, cause and effect, is really the spice of life. And so uh, while they're uh, looking for contacts and doing that whole meat space thing of of slow, bod, aural communication, right? Corporal Kittens is is going to mash some quick and stealthy packets together and and split them off, just just kind of leaving a uh, not so overt, but but a little more overt than than the trail we're going to leave, of of cookie crumbs that leads large corporation to believe that that it's possible, right? Right, some some really obliquely worded memos that have been going around from perfunctory people at the small corporation who they just had the station acquired from, that they may, since they are aware what the station is for, they probably have the most information about what the shipment is about, and uh, they've presumably already been paid. Uh, they might uh, also have some interest in in backfucking with the large corporation, and even if they wouldn't, it will take the large corporation a while to understand who did this and why and so i'll i'll try to leave a, a cookie crumb trail that is, that is wider than the trail we will leave so it still appears like a difficult thing to find but it will be more easily found from more places than than what i believe uh where the footprints we will leave cool maybe like a mercenary magazine take out a commercial ad and use some empty account that i keep for penny money looking for people for this sort of mission advertise as as an anonymous corporation but use the initials of the corporation of the small plant right because that's what assholes that corporations would think of an, an e-zine <laughs> yes an e-zine ad <gasps> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes mercs anonymous that's right I, I never thought that i would feel like an ent in a cyberpunk game but scott has successfully made caleb and i feel like ents it takes a long time to say anything in old and and he's firing off instant messages counting in milliseconds meat space (laughs) yep yeah exactly so with everything that scott is having corporal kittens do might might that be a trojan program he is using it is all right i know that i roll soul plus sneak Check to disguise a, a a program or facts as something else. Mm-hmm. My soul is twenty, and my sneak has two checks, so that's a total of plus forty. And can I uh, borrow a little bit of of the cyber headspace of my friend to get a rhythm roll in addition? What do you think, Matt? Robo Joe? Absolutely, Matt. You're gonna roll with him. Yeah. I, oh, I just sure, need some sure, space sure. for swap files. Do you mind? And like part of your consciousness and like like your limbs stop <laughs> working for a minute. Why? <laughs> Well, I already turned them off, so I'm, perfect, I'm good perfect. to go. <laughs> um, so what am I rolling exactly? You're rolling a rhythm. Yeah, so you'll be rolling uh, a D100, and you have one rank in rhythm, and so you'll be adding 10 to it. Good, that worked out really well for me last time, so let's <laughs> see if we can do it again. I got a uh, 51. I got a Great. 64 on the dice, plus 40 is a 94. Cool. And so Scott is taking point on this. Matt, you helped. And so you lay out a beautiful trail. And it is masked wonderfully and so good, in fact, that while you are doing your further research, you get a little message that comes back that says, services not required. We've already found someone for the job. 
um, Diesel Diesel Reg is taking a second to uh, to compile himself because basically he is a uh, seven foot tall um, external hard drive at the moment, and he kind of sees Kitten like prancing around in between these files, like doing little dances and stuff. But he's like moving files aside, like what is happening? And uh, in response, all you get poo emoji. Poo emoji. Oh, <laughs> is it a happy poo or a sad uh, poo? It's, it's whatever your default platform renders the poo emoji as. It might have eyes, it might not. But uh, in, in this case, it's implied that it's the sad <laughs> poo emoji because uh, after that, a little scrolling marquee in, in fixed width, uh, very pixelated system fonts, uh, says that, that this job might be double booked with a corporate group. We need to hit first. Or hit second. What do you think? You're the tactician. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at vrpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G, and you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening, and as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.